All right. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Official Gears Podcast. This is Alan. I am joined, as usual, by my buddy, Brian. How's it going today, Brian? I'm good. How are you? Good, good. Um, we are the uh, Official Gears Podcast, where we talk mouse ears and butterbeers. And uh, we are in a series where we are switching over to butterbeers, and we're talking about Universal and the Universal Orlando Resort. So uh, on the last episode, uh, you may have heard us, we kind of dive deep into uh, the Wizarding World of Harry Potter and Hogsmeade with our special guest, Dorothy. Um, and we have another special guest on our episode today. Uh, we are going to be talking with Lindsay. Uh, is it Davikos? It's Davikos, but it, Davikos. I will stop that variation. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, so Lindsay is our universal rep, uh, and she's going to join us and talk to us a bit about uh, what's going on with Universal and the reopening and how things are going. Uh, and as usual, we're going to play a game uh, where we're going to do our rapid fire questions for Lindsay. Uh, and we'll just see how it goes. So thank you for joining us, Lindsay. We really appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. I'm like super excited right now. I'm actually <laughs> smiling. You can't see me, but I'm like smiling like cool right now. <laughs> no, that's great. We're, we're glad to have you. Um, you have been a great help to us at Ears of Experience and um, we appreciate you. So we're glad you could join us on the Gears podcast. Lindsay, do you want to tell the listeners a little bit about who you are, your background, what you do for Universal, what you've done for Universal, and just kind of a little bit about your credentials? Um, no, not kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I'm Lindsay. Um, I'm a Universal rep for Universal Parks and Resorts Vacations. Uh, we do cover Universal Atlanta Resort and Universal Studios Hollywood. Um, so I am a representative of many amazing travel agencies like Years of Experience. Um, I teach them about the product and we work together uh, to help get more people at Universal to, you know, find out how amazing it is. I've been with Universal for six years, should be tomorrow is my sixth year anniversary. I did guest services in the park for many years as well as VIP tour guiding. I rolled out our Blue Man Group VIP product, which is amazing, Halloween Horror Nights. I have given tours to everybody on the face of the planet, from celebrities to royalty to some of my favorite people, my family. Um, so I've been a universal lover for the past six years, and I'm never leaving. <laughs> <laughs> and we don't so want you to. <laughs> we, we don't want you to leave. We love what you bring to us as a, as a group. So I'll stay. I'll stay. <laughs> <laughs> Can you name drop and tell us any of those famous people? Or okay. is that against your NDA? No. So when you have an NDA, like there's certain things you can't, but if somebody knows. So I think my favorite example, can I, can I do a quick story? Sure. My favorite yeah, story. sure. So sometimes when you're a tour guide, um, you come in early in the morning, you have to do an educational tour for school groups. That's like seven in the morning. Then you do like a midday tour, which is nine to six. So it's, it's exhausting. I remember one time uh, I had done like two tours in a day. It was about 530 and I was helping out guest services and I, my manager comes in, they're like, Lindsay, can, can you go out on a tour? And I'm like, uh, I'm sweaty, I'm gross, but, you know, I'm here for the team, what's up? <laughs> and I was like, who is it? Like, is it like, you know, somebody from Coca-Cola or somebody from NBC or something? And she hands me a post-it. Guns and Roses, okay? Guns and Roses. <laughs> and the thing was, and this was the thing, is I had tried to get tickets for their show in Massachusetts. It sold out, and they had a show playing in Orlando. And I could not get tickets. I was like devastated. So I go out and some of the members of Guns N' Roses and we're walking back and I'm like, guys, it was so great to see you. Have a great week. I only dropped one welcome to the jungle joke uh, at Skull Island. <laughs> Just one. And they're like, ah. But I remember I was like, they're like, are you coming tomorrow? And I was like, 
yeah, I'm here at Universal. This is my job. And they're like, no, you're coming to our show. And I was like, no, I, I didn't get tickets. I didn't, you know. And they're like, oh, no, we'll get you tickets. And so I went to work the next day. I went to the show. And I'm so mad. My worst, this is the biggest regret of my life. Uh, I thought they were going to give me nosebleed. Gave, gave me floor seats and backstage passes. Wow. Nice. But I got that's there too cool. late. So I just enjoyed an amazing show. But that's my, yes, that's my biggest <laughs> name drop was Guns N' Roses. Um, gosh, I've met so many people. I, made, I met the guy that does the sound effects for Walking Dead. He makes the zombie squishing sounds like amazing <laughs> i didn't even realize that was a job oh my god it's totally a job sorry i've met so many amazing people but those are like my top two favorite tour guests that i feel like are name dropping uh when i was there so i mentioned to our listeners before that i worked at universal and uh disney and i was in tours at universal as well um i got to be an escort because there was a lot of us Mm-hmm. Um, on one of the trips that uh, Steven Spielberg was in town. So that was kind of fun to be able to walk through the park um, with Steven uh, and have him talk about Mr. Spielberg. I know he kept saying, call Steven, call me Steven. But yeah, uh, to be able to walk through the park and have him talk about um, some of the different things, um, the buildings and the sets and what was there um, because you know Steven Spielberg's creative consultant for Universal for a long time. Is he still? Um, we always reference him as a creative consultant. I don't know if that's his official title, but I'm sorry. You never told me this and I'm like in shock right now. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I get to do that. Um, uh, one of the other ones, uh, I was there when, when Garth Brooks came through, um, and he, I was a country fan, so I usually requested country artists, but, um, Garth Brooks wanted nothing to do with the VIP tour. He stood in line, waited, you know, in lines with his family. Um, we had to tail him all day to make sure that he was left alone and he was able to, you know, enjoy the parks um, on his own. But yeah, that was kind of interesting. Yeah. That, it's, There's some good it's, times. It's, I mean, it's, a lot of people don't realize that VIP is not just helping people get to the front of the line, but it's also a little bit of security mm-hmm. as well. Even if you have security. I had um, Fifth Harmony was one of our Mardi Gras performers. And I remember going to Rocket and they had the gates up like, to block people that were waiting to see Fifth Harmony. And I was with this girl, Dawn, and we were like, girls, we're probably not gonna be able to do Rocket because we can't go up the back and we're gonna have to walk past the crowd. They're like, no, no, we wanna do it. So we said, all right, what we're gonna do is we're gonna pretty much run into the queue for Rocket. Do not make eye contact with your fans. And what happened was (laughs) they looked over, saw the fans, smiled. The fans actually broke the barricade and I instinctively put my arm up and this like random guest tried to go under my arm, but I'm like a hobbit, so I'm super short. And she like clotheslined herself on my arm. But a lot of people do not realize it's a lot of security with mm-hmm. it. Like you're protecting them, making sure they feel safe and comfortable. But also, they're just normal people. That's the biggest advice I give to new tour guides and to give to anybody who deals with celebrities. I'm like, they're just people. <laughs> yeah, they're just there to um, have a good time at the parks with their family, just like anybody else. Um, so yeah, it, it's helping them get through the park and navigate the park when they start getting recognized and there's lots of crowds of people that want to run at them. Um, it, it, it's very interesting. Uh, I did, when I was at uh, Islands of Adventure um, Preview Center, uh, I spent probably 90 minutes uh, in there with Jeff Goldblum uh, when they were doing promotional shots in the Jurassic Park room. Um, so he was at the counter as they were doing makeup and, and getting him ready for his photo shoots and things. and. 
Um, I probably talked to him for about a half an hour. Really cool guy, super down to earth, and I'm convinced he just plays himself in every movie he's in now. That's how I feel too. <laughs> him and John Cusack, I swear, are no different. Yeah, in their, but, their real lives and their work lives are exactly the same. Yeah, he was so just like all his characters in his movies. He was great. He's funny too. I love watching his little shows and stuff. I have never worked for Universal or Disney, but I've, <laughs> I have Sean ventured. <laughs> I have ventured to the parks many times, and I mean, I have seen celebrities from Pat Sajak to Vanna White, uh, Tom Cruise, Vince Vaughn, um, Michael Jordan, some other NBA players. Um, actually, when we were there in February. Uh, we saw Michael Jordan, some other NBA players, Jody Benson, um, and somebody else, all in one day. And it's, three of those were at the after hours party. So it's it's just crazy to see. You're just there on vacation, riding rides and everything, but you don't realize that the most famous person in the world can be sitting right next to you, and you don't realize it. They really don't. They really don't. A lot of people, because you just wear a T-shirt. I think my favorite – I'm not going to say who this was, but this is a tour guide. And I don't know how real this story was, but I fully believe it. So this was recently a tour guide. You know, you go, you meet your guests. I, I never ask them what they do. You never ask them, you know, you just let them. doesn't matter. So you, oh, well, now I'm going to have to tell two stories. Um, I'm going to tell this <laughs> one. So I never ask people what they do. Like, you know, you see their name, you might recognize. I don't Google anybody. So I had this family of like 10. I was like, oh, you're doing town. They're like, oh, we're in town for work. I'm like, cool, cool. And this was the time about three, four years ago when the playoffs were going on and the Vikings were doing well, the Jaguars were doing good, and then the Patriots, obviously, like, come on. And so, you know, just the whole day, they saw my name tag said Foxborough, Massachusetts. And I'm like, yes, you can only insult the Patriots once or per person. I had to make that rule. And so, you know, just doing ribbing, and they asked me about, you know, they're like, oh, you live close to Jacksonville. Have you been to the state? And I was like, mm, I'm not a Jaguars fan because, you know, they suck. And I said something like that over NBC. <laughs> and I feel so bad because he was actually the GM of the Jaguars. <laughs> 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 He's yeah. the nicest people. But I was like, they're like, do you know where he works? And I was like, no, you haven't told me. And I haven't asked. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> that's funny but you don't like i don't unless you tell me or like you're super recognizable it's going to be an issue you are just bob or jim or timmy like it doesn't yeah yeah and that's that's they're trying to be yourself right thank you that's good because you know they get that (laughs) they get that fanfare from everywhere else i just imagine when they go on vacation they just want to be left alone to enjoy it Yep. I had, a, I had another high profile and there was a time we were ending the tour and I was saying, thank you. It was a pleasure to work with you guys. See you next time. And they're like, do you want a selfie? And I was like, should I? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I just remembered. I know exactly where I was standing. I was in Central Park and I'm like, yeah, if you want to take a picture of me as a memory, but I don't want a picture of you. Like he was so <laughs> used to getting those that I'm like, no, we're good. Come well, back and that's one of the things as we were, kind of trained you're not supposed to ask you're not supposed to ask for a picture oh. and autograph you know you're supposed to make them feel like any other guest right oh so, yeah yeah. <laughs> just, yeah just a guest that tips better <gasps> well well that's a whole another segment i will can i say right now though let me say on behalf of all the tour guides um 
you know, tips are greatly appreciated when you go on a VIP tour at Universal Orlando Resort. Um, they work very hard. They go through months and months of training. So just mm -hmm. had to yeah. put that plug in there. Yeah, That's we true. have mentioned several times on our podcast about tipping, not just VIP tour guides, but uh, waiters and waitresses, the people that turn down your rooms, yeah. um, cruise Room people. Room attendants, cab attendants, yeah. cabin attendants. Uh, mm -hmm. Bell services. Let me tell you, I yep. meet amazing people. Resort people are the people you want to be friends with. because Those are the people that really make your vacation. They so, really right? do. They really do. That's true. It's it's great. You got to take care of them because they're taking care of you while you're there. Sorry, I just ended up just telling a thousand stories. I apologize. <laughs> no, you're good. So you ready to get into rapid fire questions? Let's do it. I'm so ready. Okay, right. So we have kind of tailored these to Universal. Uh, mm -hmm. Normally we ask Disney, but with you being our Universal rep, we thought it would be a little fun to do Universal. Um, right now, our current time to beat is 52 seconds, and that is with by Josh. Okay. So it's 10 questions, 10 questions. It's 10 okay. questions and they're, they're your personal preference. So, okay. um, it's, it's no long, you know, it's not how long is the track on, um, rip ride. Don't worry about that. <laughs> 38, 39. <laughs> <laughs> so Alan's going to say go and I will read the first question. The time doesn't start until after I, Alan reads the first or I read the first question. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. So. He, Brian's going to read. And as soon as the, he has the last word, the last question, we'll start the timer. Yep. All right. So mm -hmm. we are ready to go whenever you are. So ready. <laughs> you there, Alan? Yeah, I'm ready. Yeah. Okay, I'm ready. I thought you were going to say go. No, 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 you're ready to go. I'll, I'll go yeah. when you stop, so you're good. Gotcha. All right, favorite attraction at Universal Orlando? Oh, I'm, you can't ask me that. I was going to take up 52 seconds. There are different types of rides that I have favorites. We're going to spend all the time on this question. So if we're talking about category is roller coaster for my favorite attraction, it's a tie between the Incredible Hulk and Hagrid's Magical Creatures. Now I have three points of why I find each one of those the best, but I will digress. I will say Hulk <laughs> because okay. I've already lost. Okay. Voodoo Donut or Chocolate Emporium? Oh, please, Voodoo Donut. You can favorite stab resort. a Voodoo Donut. <laughs> <laughs> favorite resort? Oh, I do love Sapphire Falls. Funniest or the favorite character to meet? Oh my goodness. I, wow. There's so many good ones. Um, Megatron. Watching children interact with Megatron. It's hilarious yeah. if they cry. People would be surprised if, to know you haven't done this at a Universal Park. I don't do uh, slides with tubes. I will not do um, Koakiri Body Plunge. That's the, that's the one on the top of the volcano that goes straight yeah. down. Nope. Nope. I'm with you. Best Universal soundtrack. Oh, uh, I'm Jaws and Twister. And e. Marvel, Marvel or Wizarding World or Harry Potter. Are we turning like reading comic books or books or like the just the, the franchises? Wizarding World of Harry Potter. Okay. Universal monster or character you could become friends with? Oh, Frankenstein. Spider-Man or Transformers, the rides. Oh, Transformers, okay. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I'll go up. I'm, I'm, Be I'm <laughs> Before your vacation is over, you must what? Have a frozen butter beer. Okay. Now you can go back to Transformers. 
Okay, <laughs> let me tell you, you I cannot believe you guys asked me what my favorite attraction was because I get asked this all the time. And it's not just simple. Like, I cannot just, if someone said you can only do one attraction for the rest of your life, like, I guess the closest one would be Hagrid's Magical Creatures Motorbike Adventure, available for virtual line right now when you visit Universal Orlando Resort. But, um, <laughs> excellent plug, great. <laughs> no, I, I have to separate it. So, out of roller coasters, I do love Hulk. It has seven inversions, it has that 40 mile per hour launch, immediately puts you upside down. If you have a chance, it's actually a video about how they created the Incredible Hulk. Like, it's huge generators. They use airplane landing tires. Like, this attraction is a beast. So you have to respect it. I might have done 10 times in a row. So uh, 70 inversions. Um, but also, you talk about, like, Hollywood Fried Rockets, the first roller coaster that each individual seat has its own speaker system. So you get to choose from five different genres. Like, I can't choose between those. And then if we talk about indoor roller coasters, then you have to compare to Revenge of the Mummy, which is a dark ride mixed with a haunted house. Amazing technology there. But then Gringotts is state of the art. So when you ask these questions, you know, you, you panic because there's so many different variations. It's like, right. what's your favorite food? I don't know. Are we dinner and breakfast food? I need to know. And I love Transformers. It makes me so happy. And there's no reason. There's no reason for me to love Transformers as much as I do. There's something about the excitement of the explosions. And I've got Megatron. Like, it's all these voices. I cannot go on that ride without saying every single line. Like, Optimus Prime goes, well done, Freedom Fighters. And I always feel a little bit proud as if I contributed to helping stop the Decepticons. I'm a 30-year-old woman in a theme park. I did nothing <laughs> to stop the Decepticons. I, I, I get excited every time. I'm sorry. I got excited talking about the rest. No, that, that's great. Because, uh, I mean, I'm with you. I love Hagrid's. I love Rip Ride. I love Hulk. So I think I'd have to go with Hulk. But I don't, I mean, if I, if Hulk wasn't there, then that's okay, Rip Ride. If that wasn't there, I Hagrid's. Like, it doesn't matter. They're, to me, all three of them are great. And they're just right there with each other. So. And they're all uniquely different. I think that's the hardest thing is there's you can't compare it to another ride. Hagrid's is more like feels like you're on a motorbike and you're having those seven launches. And then Hulk goes upside down. I mean, it's all of our rides are so unique and different. Like I can't compare Hulk to E.T. Like, no, no. <laughs> so hard. So well, if you'd remember that question, I probably would have had a better time. I'm just <laughs> we'll, we'll go back and we'll edit out some of your uh expounding and we'll we'll reevaluate your time for you but you you were at a minute 48 so <laughs> you're a little over but if we take out the extra work there then uh we'll, we'll check in we'll, we'll double check your time that was good it's, that's great it's great options um i don't know if you're allowed to talk about this yet uh but there's a lot of blogs and things that are out there that are showing a whole lot of black roller coaster track that is showing up at islands of adventure okay can i just say so you know, when it comes to being working for Universal and being a company rep, you know, you have to wait for policies and announcements to be made. That is the worst kept secret <laughs> we have ever had. So if you don't know, if you walk through Jurassic Park, there's a bunch of walls up and there's a huge roller coaster track. We have no announcement. As of right now, we have no knowledge of if that is a roller coaster. It could be an optical illusion. We don't know. <laughs> um, but I can say Jurassic Park, that area, um, got a few new tweaks. I actually was really ex – not to say that having any time of park closing is a good thing, but it actually 
was nice that I came back and I saw the new Raptor encounter enclosure where you can meet Blue. Um, that's probably one of my favorite meet and greets is meeting Blue. Um, and her enclosure looks absolutely amazing. It's actually kind of scary. Like, I feel like I'm in the movie. Uh, it's very intense in the sense that I'm like, oh my gosh, these are like railings and stuff of like keeping dinosaurs from killing me. Uh, but it was nice to come back and all of a sudden you see these amazing things. I'm like, yes, get it done. And I think there was a new addition over there that you can talk about in the raptor area. Well, raptor encounter. Oh, you're talking about our little one? Yes. Oh, yes. So one of the great things, um, if you've ever been to the Jurassic Park Discovery Center, you know that, you know, there are dinosaurs hatching daily. You can actually go to the Discovery Center when we are open that section and see raptors hatching. And so we do now have um, a raptor expert who is walking around with a juvenile raptor. Now, I am going to say that we do have juvenile dinosaurs of a couple different varieties. Uh, we do have a triceratops as well. Um, these are wild creatures and these are trained experts. So if you do see, please approach calmly. Um, talk to the raptor expert. Um, at this time, I do not believe you are able to touch the raptor. However, I'm going to say that as somebody who has lived with dinosaurs, I will say it's probably best for you to not touch a dinosaur in general. <laughs> True. Um, but yes, we do have uh, baby dinosaurs now walking around with our experts in Jurassic Park. And even though she's a young raptor, she's still got plenty of teeth. Oh, so. she is. She's feisty. Yes. That's, it's, that's what I'm like, keep, I don't want to say that, you know, you'll get your hand bitten off for legal reasons, but that's what I'm telling <laughs> you to not touch. <laughs> nice. Do you have somebody just standing there at that roller coaster basically saying, just move along, nothing to see here? Actually, funny enough, um, I thought we might. Uh, so when I was there the other day, I bumped into some old VIPs that I knew. And I thought, I was like, oh, are you just being here to talk about? They're like, no, we're just making sure people are moving on to River Adventure. But no one's, it's actually quite subdued the amount of conversation that is involved around something not happening. So. <laughs> it's true. Cool. Um, <laughs> I was like, oh, that's real obvious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, and you're yeah. right. It's there, hard to miss never, if you're there. But Yeah. And you're right, Lindsay, there's never really a good time for an amusement park to shut down for a reason like this, but we do feel like, Ellen and I have talked before, that there's there can be benefits that come out of this, mm -hmm. that, you know, both, well, all amusement parks can benefit from it and move forward and, and give the guest a, a better experience. So it's just kind of something that needs to happen. Yeah, and I think, what? you know, we're, we're finding out more about um, the expansion of some of the virtual queues. Um, mm -hmm which I think is great too. So um, let's let's go ahead and dive in. Let's talk a little bit about um, Universal Orlando Resort reopened to guests on June 5th. And uh, we you opened all three parks, Universal Studios Florida, Islands of Adventure, and uh, Volcano Bay, and the resorts are reopening. So how is that going? I know Universal City Walk opened um, just a couple of weeks ago for people to be welcomed back as well, but, but how's the overall park reopening going? I would say the biggest um, notice that I've seen for the park reopening is how happy everybody is to be there. Uh, I went to the team member preview and I went for uh, the day before guests can open and I've been there a couple of times intermediately over the weekend. Um, and it's just people just seem so happy to be in this environment. Everybody's, even though everybody's wearing masks, you can tell that everybody is smiling. Um, I think it's been a really great job. Like, like we were talking, like there's never a good time for a theme park to close, but I think having that 
small duration of closure time enabled us to put in a lot of policies and procedures that are very natural for guests to follow. We have plenty of signage that's very easy to read, very clear. Everything is kind of simplified. So everything is going really smoothly. I did live the first time we were back open and I kept saying, it's actually such a boring live video because the only difference is people are wearing masks. Everybody was smiling, drinking butterbeer, riding roller coasters. Um, it almost seemed like subdued. I was almost expecting drama or something, but it's very chill. Everybody's just happy. That's great. Uh, and so we did see that Universal does have some face masks that are available for purchase if you happen to get there and not have a face mask. Mm -hmm. um, but face masks are required on all guests. Is it three and up? Um, yes. So it's three and up. So that's age three is when we start selling children tickets. Anything under three, uh, you know, children don't have to pay for a ticket. So they're not mm -hmm. be held to those policies and procedures. I will tell you from this opening, though, I have bought in eight masks. And you really do. I think the biggest piece of advice I can give people is test out the right mask for you um, and bring a spare mask to Universal. Always bring a spare mask when you're walking outside in Florida. Yeah, that's a great tip too. So everybody's, you know, not all masks are created equal. Everybody's mm -hmm. got slightly different fabrics and different cuts and different technologies and things that are in their masks. Um, so great tip, make sure that uh, you've tried something on that's comfortable for you uh, and have a couple spares because it is, Orlando in the summer and it is going to be hot um, so be aware of that and just be cautious you know make sure you stop and you drink fluids regularly which we tell everybody all the time if you're going on a vacation to Orlando in the summer uh, make sure you hydrate it's a lot of walking going on out there it's a lot of um, heat and humidity um, but if you attack it correctly you can have a great time I was gonna say I wore my mask and the biggest gripe was me as just uh, if you, you guys, you know, listening in, I'm a larger person with a sweaty upper lip. So it was a struggle <laughs> on that. I put a paper towel under there to catch the sweat. <laughs> but no, I mean, it, that was, it really didn't affect. I wore it on roller coasters. Uh, you don't wear it on the water rides or when you go to Volcano Bay, you only wear it like when you go on the slides and stuff. But honestly, the masks can be very comfortable. And honestly, I find them very stylish right now. Uh, just today I got... Uh, my Jaws mask, I have a colored uh, horror one. I have a black and white one. I did have now have three Harry Potter masks. So I'm now planning outfits based off Around of my face mask. mask. Yeah, exactly. So. And it's cool because there's so many people that are out there and creative with these now. Um, to is It's part of the people watching that you do at a theme park, right? Is to see, you know, hey, that mask is really cool. Or, hey, that's a really cool design, things like that. It's, it's part of the fun. Lindsay, I want you to, when we get this episode up on our, our Facebook, I want you to attach a photo of your Jaws mask. Like, is it just teeth? Oh, I mean, it's <laughs> so, I just got it today. It's, um, it has just the Jaws shark. It doesn't say Jaws. However, my horror one um, does have a big Jaws shark as well. But I absolutely, actually, I was going to post it. I got an Orlando, um, it's almost like an Orlando pride. So it has like the heartbeat, the pulse. And I got that one today and then the jaws. So those, and then I have a, I'll attach those as well. Cause I love masks. I, I might be an <laughs> outsider, but I'm like, Ooh, outfit options. I wear black a lot. Uh, so I love that I can just judge it up. I'm waiting for my team to yell at me when I go into the parks. So I'm trying to get one that has like a big toothy, like Pennywise grin. And I think that's the one that I'll probably get in trouble with, but. <laughs> but there's a lot of creativity going on with these out there. It's really cool. I'm loving I, I, this. 
I want to know, can you soak it in butterbeer and then just put it on and walk around the park? And anytime you're thirsty, just like take a bite and just. <laughs> just kind of suck on your mask. <laughs> <laughs> can you imagine if we, all right, game plan. Let's all make scented face masks hey, that are scented as stuffy, like ETQ smell face mask or like butterbeer <laughs> face mask. Let's do it. We're starting a company. I think that's Everybody. a good idea. Yeah. Chocolate frogs. Oh, stop. Oh, it smells like chocolate all day. Oh. That would wow. be so I've not had a chocolate frog in like three months. It was probably good for my arteries, but <laughs> <laughs> like <laughs> so, all right, so what are some of the oh go ahead. I was gonna say you you brought it up. Uh-huh. Has it there any been any backlash with the mask as far as guests not wanting to cooperate or wear them or you know, have you seen any issues where it's had a negative effect or, you know, a negative reaction with people inside the park. Cause we know people all over the world are just, I'm not wearing a mask. I'm not doing it. But I feel like if you're going, you got to abide by the rules and, you know, so how is it going with everybody actually wearing them? I'm going to say right now, like that's a great question. And that's kind of the question on everybody's mind right now. Um, we did very put it out there that if you don't pass the temperature checks and if you don't have a face masks, we are going to either say, go get your own, or you can purchase one. Uh, but we haven't had much pushback. We do have guest services. So we know that there are certain guests who maybe need additional accommodations. And our guest services team has been excellent via on the phone, pre-arrival and day of arrival, talking to those guests. But we really haven't seen much pushback in the parks in relation to the masks. We are encouraging guests that, hey, if you feel that maybe a face mask in Florida summer is not the best fit for your family it may affect you know work with your travel agents work with your partners and we can move the reservations you know a little bit further but as of right now everybody seems very supportive of wearing the masks team members are wearing the masks you know you see everybody wearing it and we do have locations that i think are great help so like our you rest stops locations are places that you can go mask free um and so that's really helping. And then, of course, having air-conditioned spaces that are where you can eat your food and drink. And I think Volcano Bay is a really great refreshing day for a lot of people. Because you're in the chlorine and the water, they do say that that helps kill germs. So they're not wearing masks on those rides. So I think that feels pure vacation. But we don't see much pushback um, except some, you know, keyboard warriors online. But. Yeah, that, that's what we, exactly what we're seeing is there's there's so many yeah. people online. Oh, it's going to be horrible. People are going to be passing out and dropping like flies and blah, blah, blah. And from everything I'm seeing, that has not been the reality yet. We've seen City Walk open. We've seen, you know, Disney Springs reopen. Now Universal Orlando is reopening. Um, people are still going. So Oh, it's not it, going to stop great. anybody. No, it, 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 you know, it's not perfect. It's not ideal, but it is what it is for now. And, you know, we make do and go. It works. I always remind people also is that, you know, as a team member and, you know, we've mentioned we've been, we've worked at other area theme parks. I mean, I've worn wool costumes outside with a blazer and Mm -hmm. I had to wear nylons in a hundred degree heat and I used to wear heels as a tour guide. Mm -hmm. So honestly, it's like a mask. I am very thankful I can wear a mask and not like a full cloak in the wizarding world. (laughs) Right. you know, yeah, th- those full uh, gowns, the full robes over there—that's that's a lot in the summer heat but as well. Guests keep wearing them; they're my favorite. Um, I have to say, I love going into the parks. I've come from the parks. I need to be in the parks. 
uh, when I got the job I have now, I actually told the management, I said, I will not be able to sit in an office all day. I will need to go out in the parks just to, that's just, I, I can't do it. And so I love my team that they allowed me to go into the parks, but I love people watching and it will be 150 degrees and there'll be tourists in these long the black robes with the scarf and then the knee high socks. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I love you, but like, you're going to die. <laughs> <laughs> and they brave it and they do it. And it, it's, they do it. And it's fantastic. It makes me happy to see, but I also, they're the ones with the masks and they're going to have, let me tell you, Wizarding World fans are going to have the best masks this season. I'm calling it now. Yep, I agree. agree. Yeah, I agree. And I mean, we expect as fans, we expect to be able to go and see our favorite characters like the Cat in the Hat, Minions, those, those people. And I mean, if they're in those costumes, like you guys said, and I expect them to be in the heat entertaining me. You know, I expect to wear a mask too. I'm like, cat in a hat, he has it easy. He's just wearing a hat and a bow tie. But yeah. like, you know, Marilyn, her dress, like very breezy. But think about some of these other characters, mm-hmm. like the Lorax's fur with a long yes. mustache. I mean, I mean, he's small, but he's still a furry, furry creature mm-hmm. in Seuss Landing. Well, you know? and even the Grinch, you know, the Grinch is tall and furry too. So they make it work. Mm. I love the Grinch. I cannot wait for Christmas. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) So what are some of the other things that people can expect as Universal's reopening? If you haven't been since the reopening, um, what kind of things should guests expect as they go in? So we've talked a little bit about having to wear masks, but there are a few other things. I would say that just expect things to be a little bit different and things to go a little bit at a slower pace. Um, I'm going to say for guests that aren't staying at resorts, because resorts is a whole nother love resort saying, but a lot of guests may be coming just for the day. Um, just expect a little bit longer. We're going to, you know, when we do temperature checks at city walk, we're going to make sure everybody's six feet apart. Hand sanitizer is everywhere. I've never seen so much hand sanitizer in my life before you get on every attraction. There's somebody like squirting hand sanitizer in your hand. Like it almost feels like you're in a fancy bathroom and there's like a bathroom attendant. Like, oh, it's <laughs> like, <laughs> you do. I'm like, Oh, thank you. Yes. And I had one girl that at Skull Island was like, oh, we didn't get enough. And I'm like, oh, okay. And like someone else came running over. So just be expected that team members are going to be very helpful coaching you through this because it's new. Um, But just have a little bit more patience. I think the virtual line is a great addition. We've had two attractions in the past, Race Nurk starring Jimmy Fallon and Fast and Furious Supercharged that had virtual line previously. Uh, We are adding an additional ones like Hagrid's Magical Creatures. And because we are requesting guests social distance and keep those guidelines um, these allow guests to social distance while not standing in a line. So things might be a little different. I am going to always recommend people download the universal app. That's going to give you great insight as to what attractions have virtual line. Um, The biggest thing is going to be the markers you see on the ground that say keep six feet apart. It's, it's really nice to see how, quote-unquote normal it is still going to the parks right now um just a lot of markers i am going to say uh if you're not if you haven't booked with a travel agent always book with a travel agent they're going to be able to get you that early park admission and then staying in the resort is guaranteeing capacity so we already count in our resort guests um into the park so we might hit capacity a little bit more than we have in the past like volcano bay fourth of july weekend is always packed Mm -hmm. um so you know we might hit that, but it's nice to see how nothing much has changed in a way. 
Yeah, the, the videos I've seen when we were watching your live posts, um, they're great. Um, it, people just seem to be enjoying the parks like normal. Like you said, it's, it's everybody has face masks on, but other than that, it seems to be um, fairly business as usual in a lot of ways. Um, so we talked about getting butter beers and things like that. And one of the great things about Universal is there are a lot of great snack options other than just the Wizarding World of Harry Potter. Um, you know, but how is that, um, how are the masks working out with some of the snack options? So like, if you wanted to get a butter beer over in Hogsmeade at one of the carts, obviously people are not going to expect you to keep your mask on and try and drink a butter beer because it's kind of hard to do, right? So mm -hmm. there's a little bit of leeway there. There is a little bit of leeway. So when it comes to like beverages, like I went and got a Powerade the other day, you can take sips. But for anything that's like kind of a larger snack or things like that, they are like food options. A lot of places do have areas that they're going to request that you go or social distance over there. Um, right now, it's a little bit loose as when you get a butterbeer, you can walk around with it. But if you're in Hogsmeade, maybe they'll ask you to cross over the bridge where there's lost people. Um, we're just making sure our team members, we actually have a team out in Universal. Uh, you'll see them in white shirts and kind of khaki, and they're helping our guests um, with this transition. So they'll be reminding to put on a mask when you're not drinking that beverage. Um, that's why I like the ones that kind of tie, so you can take a sip, but kind of have your mask over your face as well. Uh, but just following the social distance guideline. We don't have anything set in stone for every single item of food. Uh, right. There's so many scenarios. There's too many scenarios. Yeah. And that's actually one of the reasons why I fully love Universal and why I've stayed with Universal is because we are so amazing at making changes when we need to make changes, adjusting on the fly. That's why I keep telling people, please follow the Universal Lando website and apps because things can change. We might have thought something might work, but it's not quite working as well. So we can make it better. I, I love that about Universal. We're always looking to improve. That's so great. Is, is Moaning Myrtle, uh, Moaning Myrtle, is she walking around with hand sanitizer? No, she's just chilling in the bathroom. So there's sinks <laughs> in there. <laughs> and, and are the prefix the ones going around making sure everybody's following the rules? I wish there were prefix walking around. <laughs> are you kidding me? <laughs> I would die. Uh, but but seriously, can you talk about the, um, the Hagrid's um, virtual queue so, and how that uh, works? Yeah. So Hagrid's Magical Creatures Motorbike Adventure, um, that is our hottest attraction, actually. It was ranked the number one best new roller coaster, holler at it, seven launches. Um, but one of the things about Hagrid's was we opened it last June. We're almost at our one-year anniversary, and it is a very popular ride. So anybody listening, uh, Virtual Line is great for this attraction because people, I've waited upwards of four hours when we first opened. Opening day, 10-plus hours. Now you're going to see it generally at, like, 120 to 180. What Virtual Line does, and the way it works is there's multiple different attractions. When you're inside the park, it's based off geolocation. You can go into the app, click on Virtual Line, and you may have to refresh it a couple of times, but it's going to open up different options of timeframes, like 30-minute timeframes that you can choose from, and then you can choose how many people are in your party. Once you choose that, it's going to have a QR code. When that time comes, you'll go to the attraction, you'll scan your QR code, and then you'll go. Only select attractions have virtual lines. So I always recommend try to get virtual line for Hagrid's um, as soon as you're in the park, because that's going to be the one everybody's going to go to. And while you have a virtual line time, we have other attractions that have standby lines. And as of right now, the system is allowing you to choose upwards of two virtual lines at once. So if you really wanted a virtual line for Fast and Furious Supercharged, you absolutely can. But it's very simple. You don't need to attach any tickets. 
you just create a profile on the Universal Orlando app. And then if you click on the little menu, scroll down, there's actually a virtual line tab. You get on in there and then it's going to prompt those. So it's really easy to do. And we do have team members all around that are there to answer those questions and help you out. But get a virtual line for Hagrid's. It is awesome. I know we say there's not a favorite side, but I swear motorbike's the best. <laughs> is there a time limit to um, when, when your time comes up? Yeah, when you have to return? As of right now, um, because Virtual Line is kind of so new when it comes to Hagrid's, like before Fast and Furious Supercharged raced the Newark starring Jimmy Fallon. Yes, there was a time, but we were a little bit more flexible. Um, I do not know if we're going to put like a 15 or 20 minute time limit on that. Uh, I, that was a question I was going to be following up with our attractions teams this week to see if anything has changed since the opening. Um, but I am going to request that people stick to that half hour time frame because unlike other attractions where you have an option to go into the app and change the time, Hagrid's might be a little bit more difficult based off its popularity. Mm -hmm. the, the minute mine comes up saying it's time to ride, I'm running. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> that's, that's what you're I, I don't want to miss it. So. Uh, so are you saying that we can have more than one uh, virtual queue um, line at working at the time? As of right now, the way the system works is you can have a virtual line. So let's say your virtual line for Hagrid's is, is 1130, 12 p.m. Mm -hmm. You can go in and get a virtual line for, like I said, Fast and Furious Supercharge for a time after that. So like 12 p.m. or something like that. Okay. Now, I was told when we first rolled out virtual line, you know, years ago when we opened those two attractions, that would be only one at a time. But this is the first time we've had multiple, I was going to say e-ticket attractions. Um, <laughs> But multiple but, attractions offering that option at yeah, the same time. Now. That's, yeah, that's more of a popular. So we'll see how it goes. Um, but right now, as long as the time is after the original time, you can get a secondary. Nice. Good to know. Good to know. Are there anything, are there any rides or attractions closed that currently don't have plans to be open for the next foreseeable future? So there are a couple of attractions um, in areas that are closed. So right now, Camp Jurassic, which is our play area across from River Adventure, where there's nets and amber mines, uh, the play areas are closed. So that Curious George um, play area as well, our Fible play area, those are closed, Tatiki Reef. And then Horror Makeup Show is, and then there's a couple other smatterings that may or may not be open. As of right now, all of our major attractions are, it's just shows like the Horror Makeup is an indoor show, so right mm -hmm. now that is not open, and we do not know when Born Stuntacular is opening, but I want that to open really bad. That's our <laughs> new... <laughs> That's a new attraction coming to Universal Studios Florida. Yep, it's going to be great. Uh, uh, let me tell you, I went the day before we, like two days before it closed, I got the preview of it. Everybody's going to love this. Even if you don't know the Born movies, this is going to be fantastic. And that replaced an attraction that is no longer there. Rest in peace. That's right. But it was the Terminator attraction that was there. Terminator 2 3D. Yeah. Yep. Yep. That, that was a fun attraction. I worked there. I missed the, um, I missed the reps that worked in there that did the spiels. They were so much fun. Um, they were super. <gasps> I was just about to say that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was the best. That was cool. But, you know, times change and new attractions come in and, and they work their ways into your heart as well. So I'm looking forward to that. I think it's going to be great. I'm a big Jason Bourne fan. So 
So uh, what other kinds of things are going on around the park? So um, we are talking about uh, as guest center, um, if they learn with Universal City Walk, they're going to do temperature checks um, going into the parks. Everybody has to wear a mask. Uh, we have more expanded virtual queues now. So mm -hmm. the benefit of that is um, you're not standing, weaving back and forth in those little queues with hundreds of people. Um, you actually get to enjoy the park and come back at a specific time um, hopefully within about a 30 minute window of what they tell you uh, and you get to go into a much shorter queue and actually experience and enjoy the attraction um, so you get more time to enjoy the ambience around the park um, that's great yeah it's similar to virtual line that we have at volcano bay i was joking that volcano bay was you know the og it was virtual lining and social distancing before it was cool i mean <laughs> it was yeah, we don't. But I think virtual line is really the way of the future in terms of any theme park. I Agreed. much rather have people walking around the park, enjoying the shows, grabbing bites to eat, having fun with their family than standing in a line. So I'm really excited to see this addition, um, even though it came because of this. Uh, it's nice to see more virtual lines in place. Yeah, we we listened to the task force when the um, CEO of Universal was on there talking about. Uh, Volcano Bay and the systems that are in place there and we agreed immediately that that was the way that the universe was going to go it's just so much simpler you do get so much more time mm -hmm. and I mean it, it just kind of I hate to say it, it makes sense to do it but I mean it's almost like why haven't we been doing this before this so it's just going to be so much of a benefit to all the guests yeah I think there's going to be a few changes that come like that 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 will be really great for the parks overall. Looking forward to some of those. Absolutely. And right now it's only time will tell. We are so, yeah. we just reopened on the 5th. So, you know, we've only a couple of days in, so it's exciting to see. Yeah. Right. And, and as it. you said, you, you guys are, uh, you know, have the ability to adapt on the fly and you're not afraid to make changes. So that's, that's going to be good to see you guys take charge and say, okay, this isn't working. Let's not drag it out any further. Let's just go ahead and change it now. So, Right. That's what guests should be um, prepared, at least to know that there could be changes ongoing um, as better ways are found uh, mm -hmm. to, to implement these different processes and things that are going on. So just be prepared for some change. Be prepared to be a little more flexible, um, but you can still go and have a great time. A lot of great things yep. going on. So one of the other things we saw that is a little bit different um, than what's been announced um, at some of the other local attractions so far is um, Universal has a lot of characters still in the park. Oh, I, so I love seeing the characters in the park. So with our entertainment options, um, right now we never, we didn't want to take away any of the entertainment options. We still want to see Scooby and the gang. We still want to see Marilyn Monroe. Um, but what you'll find is there's different photo locations, but you'll have to interact from a six foot distance. Um, so we have stages set up around the parks, uh, and then you can take pictures with those characters in the background they of course will still interact with you um but a lot of them are wearing masks as well i love seeing marilyn monroe in a mask i thought that was really cool uh one of the big changes i am going to tell people is we uh team members can't grab your phone to take a picture so you know buying that photo card for a lot of reasons is going to be fantastic but also uh, for like people my dad's age who don't know how to use it learn how to airdrop and how to turn on your airdrop so if someone does take a picture for you, they can send it to you without you struggle bussing. <laughs> no, that's great tips, though. Um, yeah, that is one thing that we want to talk about is that, you know, um, with the idea of being as sanitary as possible, 
Um, we're talking about the hand sanitizers, the attractions and things like that. Um, it just doesn't make sense for somebody to hand your phone to a local attendant to have them take a picture for you or your camera or whatever that is. Um, it, it's just too difficult to keep uh, the sanitation going with that. So um, keep that in mind, make sure you are um, pre-set up and how to set and do a selfie. Um, that's really good. Uh, the other thing you could think about is, uh, I know um, typically selfie sticks and things are not allowed in the parks, um, but there are a lot of really great small tripods that you uh -huh. can get to put on your phone. Um, many of them come with a remote. So um, like you don't want to sit your phone down and walk away, obviously, but um, I actually have one and it's one of those where the legs are bendable and um, it holds your phone uh, and you can just kind of wrap the legs around a railing or a fence post or something like that. And you can step back two or three feet and use the remote that comes with it and trigger photos and pose and be ready. Um, but most of your cell phones that you're doing photos and things with now should also have a timer as well. Um, so keep an eye on those, but that's a, another way um, to help keep uh, the sanitation down and you just make sure that only people that are handling the phone is you. Um, it doesn't hurt to keep uh, sanitary wipes with you that you can wipe your phone off regularly. Um, we didn't talk about that a whole lot in this podcast, but um, yeah, your phones are typically one of the grubbiest things we touch during the day. <laughs> Statistics show. Um, so it just kind of goes to, to, you know, common sense that um, that's something people should be aware of. Yeah. Cool. Lindsay, I'm, I, I'm extremely thrilled that you guys brought the characters back. And even at mm. six feet away, um, I personally believe that this gives the characters a better opportunity to really show who they are and their personality. Because when you have a line of people waiting to see you, um, you're kind of limited on your time and, you know, to focus on that one person. But if you see a group of people walking by and they're all six feet away, you can kind of interact in, in different ways than you were able to before. And I can just see a whole realm of possibilities opening up for these characters to interact in and really give the guests something that they haven't had before. I absolutely agree with that. I mean, a lot of times when people see characters, they're in a parade setting or that one-on-one, -on -one, you're limited to the amount of time because there are other people. So this does give them a little bit of freedom. I'm going to refer to Scooby and the gang again, watching them interact on stage. One of my favorite things that the Scooby and the gang used to do uh, was if you went to the gift shop next to Terminator or now Born Stuntacular, they would oftentimes just like walk on in looking for stuff <laughs> looking for clues and they would just kind of do their own you know they were they were looking for the mystery and it was so nice to see so i, I absolutely agree that it's going to bring out kind of a new appreciation also i love that marilyn is still out uh, but she's such an icon that i never wanted people to meet her anyway i'm like no no you admire her yeah. from afar so i think it's <laughs> going back to that hollywood magic right there right yeah yep. i agree one of my first universal interactions with was Charlie Chaplin a long time ago. So yeah. And he never spoke, which was great. No, he just, he was walking, uh, he was along the, the lake and he was just flipping his cane around his finger, just walking. So it was classic Charlie Chaplin. I was gonna say, we had some great characters. I actually think the best character social distancing right now though is blue. She won't let anybody get near her. She <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm loving it. I just want Blue to walk around the park and just keep people apart. <laughs> <laughs> we did talk about that a little bit, that that's such a great, the Raptor Encounter is such a great attraction and experience that you know it's coming, you know you're there to see a, a Raptor and um, 
but it, they people, still jump. People are still scared. Scream every time. It's great. <laughs> it's so much fun. I, I know way too much about you know things in the park. Mm-hmm. I will never not be scared of raptor encounter. <laughs> like it, that feeling when you step back and then you feel like the snout on your face mm-hmm. and you like you shake. Actually, my favorite video is one of my mother who met um we our raptors originally Kilo. And my mom like freaked out. She tried to give the raptor a kiss and it like tried to bite her face. It was my favorite. I'll share that video with you. I'll post it on, I'll post it on Facebook. Great. That's very cool. Great. So great. Um, we're talking a lot about the parks uh, at Universal Studios and Islands of Adventure. But as you mentioned, there is a bit of a difference at uh, Volcano Bay. So mm-hmm. you're still going to go through temperature checks. You're still going to be able to go and experience all those attractions. Um, so is it fair to say that masks are only required at Volcano Bay when you are laying in a lounge chair on the beach or walking around in the park, not necessarily um, eating or on a ride? Um, that's fair to say. So when anytime it comes to water, same with our water attractions at um, Islands of Adventure, we're not going to have you wear a mask because we don't want your masks to get saturated with water. So it pretty, it right now, the only times you do have to wear a mask are in those locations like shopping or dining or near other people, but our chairs are spaced to social distance. So it does have a little bit more freedom or of not wearing a mask as often as dry parks. I think that's another reason uh, I really like if you're staying at Cabana Bay or have that park to park ticket, uh, go to the parks, like the dry parks, I would say early in the morning and then midday, go to Volcano Bay if you're feeling hot don't feel hot, go to Volcano Bay, go on a water slide, and then go back to the dry parks when it's a little bit later and the temperature's a little bit cooler. So that's a way if you're concerned about wearing a mask in the heat, use the park to park to your advantage. Volcano Bay midday might be a really good option. And what about the resort pools? Is it similar? Mm-hmm. Pool deck, they're try- they're recommending people wear masks. Uh, masks should not be worn in the pool because once you have a mask saturated, that's no bueno. Right. Uh, exactly. But can't really breathe through a wet mask over your face. It's you can't. Kind of you really Not very can't. Well. Not very well. Nope. Except we were talking about soaking them in maybe butter beer and then being able to have a little oh. snack as you walk around too. That's, that's, that's the exception. That's, that's it. Yeah. Not something you're yeah. gonna do every day. I don't I'm gonna, gonna soak it. Water. I want a snack s- on butter beer. <laughs> I'm gonna soak it in butter beer and then I'm gonna put some chocolate frogs in there too, and just kind of just like a snack mask. So, man, that's it. We got to put a pocket inside the mask where we can stick a chocolate frog that you can just grab where it the when filter you it. is. If your mask yeah. had that space for the filter, I am going to, can I just say though, I, I need to say this publicly. I like peppermint toads way more than chocolate frogs. Really? Pepper, yes. If you, they're like dark chocolate and peppermint, you pop them in the freezer. They are so good. <laughs> so if you don't want to oh. put a full chocolate frog in your mask, put peppermint toads. They're a little bit smaller. This is now patented. So anybody listening trying to steal our idea. So, <laughs> Very cool. Uh, we, we've talked a lot about people not wanting to wear the mask because of the heat. I, I've heard a lot of people say they don't want to wear them on the, on the roller coasters because they're worried they're going to fly off. Universal is known for having some rides with some speed. How are the mask ha- holding up on those on Hulk, on Rip Ride and Hagrid's? Let me say the only reason, sorry, I, I have the same conversation with people who wear like glasses on the ride and they're like, I don't understand why my glasses fell off. I wear glasses on every single ride, my sunglasses. Unless if you're whipping your head around, yeah, they're going to fly off. Make sure your glasses 
are secure on your face. Make sure they fit. Same with your masks. Make sure the masks fit. Masks don't do any good if they're loose and they're falling off your face. You can still breathe in a mask, just like, for instance, if you've been on a motorcycle and you've worn a full helmet, you can still breathe. The breathing's not an issue. People are concerned about wearing them on the rides. Make sure they're secure. Um, I am going to call out my fellow reps, Gina and Andrina, because they did go on a roller coaster, Hagrid's, and their masks were not properly fitting and they lost it. So they did give them temporary, like disposable ones. Uh, it's not at all the attractions, it's pretty much at the big roller coasters in case that happens. But please make sure they're secure around your ear. Do a couple of tests, put your head off the window when you're in the car or something, you know. <laughs> but as you, long as they're secure, shouldn't have a problem. You did another test for us on one of your, your videos for just the travel agents, and it was the scream test. You got to put your mask <laughs> on and you got to do your roller coaster yell. So I, let me tell you, I feel like such a dork because I did it with my two masks, that, like the horror movie one, and it was it's a little bit thicker. It's almost like a spongy material, and it wasn't working out. I actually put on my new Harry Potter one. I, that's what I wore on opening, and it worked fine. Like, uh, you can breathe. It hasn't, I'm sure my family wished and prayed that these masks would shut me up or at least lower my volume. <laughs> it did not work at all. Like, this whole thing was actually a ploy just to get me to be quiet for once. Uh, nah, it didn't happen. Your screams are. <laughs> But the, you're on a roller coaster, you should be able to scream. That's great. Absolutely. Um, and just make sure, once again, they're properly fitted because mine was a little loose. And what happened was I breathed in my mask. So, like, you know, I sucked in some fabric. Uh, make sure they're fitted appropriately. I've done the hard work. You guys now know. Get one of this appropriately. We appreciate the hard work. <laughs> it's tough. It's tough. Hard job, man. So is there anything else you think that a listener should know about coming back to Universal now that things are reopening and, and uh, moving forward? Um, so, you know, a couple of things we touched on, of course, wearing the masks. And uh, one of the things I'm just going to touch on the mask once more is it really is in the good for everybody. Um, nobody really likes wearing a mask. However, this is kind of the world we're living in right now. Um, and there are ways that you can feel more comfortable um, and have fun with it. Like we said, different styles, different textures, different vibes of it. So we're all kind of in this together, as cliche as it sounds. Mm -hmm. So we're all working together to make sure the experiences. Uh, talk to the team members. They're going to coach you through it because we know that it's not only different for you as visitors, but we're also learning as well. So we're going to learn off each other and grow with each other. Uh, lines might be a little bit longer than you're used to because we are social distancing for the attractions. Like I went on Hogwarts Express. I am very used to me being in a cabin with seven people I do not know. Uh, I went to the park by myself. I got my own cabin. It was my dream. Um, <laughs> but that being said, it was so cool. Like it was so nice to have my own cabin. Uh, but that being said, because of that, keeping safety in mind, you may have a little bit longer delays, but that's why using your resources the best. So when you come download the Universal Orlando app, use those virtual lines. If you're staying at one of our premier properties or you can purchase express, those are going to be great helps throughout this. Um, but never be afraid to ask questions is one of my biggest things. If you have questions prior to going, 
reach out to your travel advisors, reach out to Universal Guest Services, um, look at some of our posts that we put on the website. So if you have questions, we've tried to cover them all. So, you know, do a little bit of research. But the important thing is to come with a smile and a great attitude and ready to have fun. And please don't drink butterbeer before going on Forbidden Journey. Please don't. <laughs> Save that for after. Save that for after. Like, I need to say it's been six months and I haven't said it, but I'm going to tell you, do not. As much as you think walking around in the heat and having a butterbeer and going on Forbidden Journey is a good idea, it is not. Okay. Then your mask becomes a bag at that. Oh my God. <laughs> that was my, I haven't talked to my friends at Forbidden Journey, but like you, you know, being a VIP and working, you hear horror stories. Okay. So I think the mask, and I was going to say, maybe the mask is a good thing. Maybe it contains <laughs> it. Maybe there's less. <laughs> Don't drink a butterbeer. Don't do it. <laughs> yeah, up, you're going to find out if they're waterproof at that point. That's not a good thing. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> oh, <bro. laughs> Yeah. Memories. Oh my God, um, that was funny. <laughs> so um, we've talked a lot about Universal it, it just in general, and um, I'm going to put you on the spot again, and we're going to ask you another question. What's one of your favorite places to eat at one of the table service restaurants? See, you ask these questions, and I feel like you're not well, I said one a long-winded answer. So <laughs> um, I'm going to say it's not in the parks, but one of my favorite restaurants is NBC Grill and Brew. It has become one of my favorites. When I used to be in VIP, um, it was always a quick and efficient. It's the closest full service restaurant outside of Universal. Mm -hmm. um, they're great food, everything from burgers to salads. I always get a variation of pulled pork. Uh, if you have a couple friends with you, they have a giant pretzel. Their wings are to die for. It's of course, it's on the dining plan. Um, but NBC Grill and Brew has kind of become my favorite place. So much so that my family comes the past two years. My mom and stepdad have come for the opening of Halloween Horror Nights. My mom and stepdad have dinner. We watch the opening ceremonies. We have a couple of cocktails. We go into the park. My stepfather runs away from us because he thinks we're annoying. But NBC <laughs> Grill and Brew, no, he won't go to Halloween Horror Nights with us because we're screaming memes. Like, he won't do it. <laughs> he refuses but NBC Grill and Brew, I've never had a bad meal there. They're always quick, efficient, delicious. And it has such a large amount of space that you really don't have any weight. And also, it's nice if you have a game on. Like, I'll go there on a Sunday if the Patriots are playing. Um, you know, I NBC Grill and Brew is probably my top. Nice. I really enjoyed to to everything I've eaten night? at Confisco's. I thought Confisco's <gasps> was really great. Well, have you had their new menu? Probably not. I was going to say, their new menu happened about two months prior to our closure. Mm -hmm. Confisco's is fantastic. Uh, for those listening in, sorry, can I go on a tangent? Can I just? Yeah, yeah. Confisco's is at the end of Port of Entry at Islands of Adventure. It's supposed to look like a customs house. So when you go, so the idea of Port of Entry is people came from land, from sea, from air, and they all took apart their ships and their flying contraptions. They built this Port of Entry. And so every building in the Port of Entry is based off different types of a town so like guest services is like a hospitality it's a hotel there's a government building and so confisco's is supposed to be like confiscation it's a customs house so if you go inside you can actually see a dinosaur skull things from toon lagoon all those things that have been confiscated um inside confisco so i think that's such a well-themed restaurant mm -hmm. uh but they're always their menu is, has everything from all across the world and they're constantly changing their menu, so it's delicious. 
they had a really awesome um i want to say it was like a crab artichoke dip that was so good oh well doing? if we're gonna talk about dips let's talk about the mythos meze platter oh. i do not had it i have not had that yet no it is just it's i don't know what it is i don't know if they put in their pita bread i don't know what they put in their in their sauces but it is so good i used to go with vip and we're like we're gonna take two meze platters at least for the table <laughs> of two. like it's gonna oh, it's it's we got good food oh you guys do. Universal food. has amazing yeah. food. Well, I mean, you asked early if I had to choose between two sums and voodoo. Um, if we're talking about shakes, though, and like really good, like they have tachos at two sums. Have you guys had tachos? I've had tachos. Mm -hmm. They're tater tot nachos. You need to get mm -hmm. on that. Yeah. But great. Uh, I get, I love uh, donuts, like any kind, don't really care. Voodoo donut stresses me out because I can't have that many options. Yes, it's like walking. I love ice cream, and it's like walking into Baskin Robbins or something. I'm like, what am I? What do I do here? So yeah, it's I, I can't do it. Well, like I've gotten what, two, I think, and I'm just like, I can't. I, I I need more. I need more time. Are you team cake donut or team like dough donut? Because you can you have to break it down from that. I I love cake donuts. I really do, but. I also love like eclairs and things like that. So I, I, if it's a donut, I don't really care. Same what thing with ice cream. I, I don't care. I don't remember. <laughs> like that menu is so overwhelming. <laughs> so <laughs> it's well, that's so when we the first day we opened CityWalk back open, they're like, oh, we have mobile ordering. And let me tell you, uh, if you have shame in ordering too many donuts, mobile ordering is like, your enemy because you're like oh i want this donut and this one and i realized in my cart i had like 15 donuts and i had to ooh, scale it back they're <laughs> like, not all for me i had to, well luckily my neighbors uh great thing about quarantine i've met my neighbors uh they're a great bunch of people uh but i i was like thank god i have neighbors i came home and i'm like eat these and they're like what oh, i can't okay i ate the orange creamsicle one the universal one in the car on the way over i think you gotta eat, take them away but it's tough. I had the creamsicle but which ones what do you like the ones with the cereal on top or cream filled like you have to, if you have to choose Normally, I go towards chocolate. So, the one with cocoa puffs or the one with Oreos? I, I've done the Oreos for sure. Yes. Um, I've done the creamsicle. Um, Do you remember? Yeah, but I've, I've just gotten so many. And I would be like you, I would just get like two dozen and I would just walk up and look to the counter and be like, don't judge me and walk off. Like they're not all for me, although I'd be the only one eating them. So, I will tell you a trip. Uh, to tip and trick I learned at VIP and with, you know, working back of house is if you buy a bunch of donuts, claim it's for your work people. And what you do is you cut them in half or in fourths. So you can have a piece of every single donut, but you can trust yourself to not eat the whole box. Um, nope. Donuts can't will trust be really in my office. <laughs> I can't be trusted. And I'm like Joey from Friends. I don't share donuts. I don't share ice cream. <laughs> so Ryan, get, does get you your share own. Donuts? No. I don't. Have you had a lard lad donut? Can you eat that whole big pink donut from Simpsons? Can you eat all I that? Not, I that have not done donut. that one, but I, I have made it. Rock? 
I have not tried. I've gotten halfway through the kitchen sink, so I think I could probably do the donut. Wait, wait, wait by yourself? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's about the desserts. Time... Yeah. Wait, wait. Seriously? Oh, yeah. That's insane. It took 10 of us to finish that. <laughs> yeah. It's ice cream. It doesn't matter. It's not ice cream. It's a whole can of whipped cream. <laughs> a whole can? Oh. <laughs> a little inside joke for our listeners if they haven't been to <laughs> cream. so no i i had a little bit of help from my wife but i mean it, we got about three four so the way through and i did go through about most of that myself so i'm proud of you that's not, you can put that on like your resume yeah i had a turkey sandwich beforehand too or else i might have been able to finish it so you didn't pre-plan that's terrible <laughs> well, we drove we drove all the way down there, and I was starving, so I was like, "Let's just get a little bit of food." And then I was like, "I can do this." And no, I was disappointed <laughs> in myself. It's so. it's it's tough, uh, but you yeah. did when you're talking about donuts. You did mention Baskin Robbins. Uh, have you had all the flavors though at our Florian Fortescue's? I have not, because that's that's dangerous for me. Uh, there's so <laughs> many good flavors. There's chocolate chili. There's like English toffee pudding. There's Earl Grey and lavender. And their scoops are not normal human scoops. They're like these massive mounds. And I'm like, I'm going to have a small. And they put like four scoops. And I'm like, just <laughs> no. They're like, you have to pay full price. I'm like, I know, but no human can eat that. You would be able to eat a full size ice cream over there. Probably. It's so good. If you I haven't had out, the chocolate chili, do I it. I found out that there's a chocolate kitchen sink. And I was like, why have you guys been hiding this from me? <gasps> What? So, Wait, yeah. Recent? Um, I guess it's about. Well, I guess it's been almost two years now. So, uh, yeah. check that out, Lens. Yeah. I was gonna say I used to go there when I was back in the day, and I would have grilled cheese and tomato soup. Why I would have that instead of <laughs> that's <laughs> <laughs> so stupid. We're so stupid back in the day. So. <laughs> Always gotta have something, right? There, there's, uh, when you go to the parks, there's always something. See, like I'm, I'm a creature of habit. So when I go get the donuts or the ice cream, I always tend to get the same thing that I love. I'm not as adventurous as I should be, um, but there are some great things available there. Um, yeah, it, it just gets, it's crazy. Well, I, I want to say that one of my biggest, like I said, there's, you know, closures are not fun, but I think the biggest sting and the biggest slap to the face of the closures was Mardi Gras this year was the longest yeah. it's ever been. And what they did was, of course, we had our <laughs> our French Quarter tents, but we had one tent that every two weeks would change their menu. And so I only got like, like two different menus in before they shut down the park. So I'm like, where did all those other menu options go? Like yeah. they were going to have it based off different areas. And I was so mad because I had like a delicious crab cake. I'm like, what's next week? And the park was closed. And I was like, how dare you? Like, <laughs> I didn't have my fill of beignets and, you know, Mardi Gras beverages. I was like, I feel cheated. I feel hurt. I was hoping they would reopen Mardi Gras for summer. I understand why they did it. But that was, how dare you? That food was going to be so good. Mardi well, and, and I'll tell you, uh, so I, I may or may not have had a bad experience with the hurricanes at Mardi Gras. Oh, no. Um, well, I would just tell you that it's very hot in Florida and, mm -hmm. and you get sweaty. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and if you have too many of the really great Pat O'Brien's Hurricanes while you're walking <laughs> around the parks, um, you, you start to sweat red. <laughs> so you look <laughs> like you're bleeding. Um, or at least I, that might may or may not have been an experience I had. I swear it was not spilled because it was in multiple spots on my front and back. But yeah, don't wear a white t-shirt and drink a whole lot of Pat O'Brien's Hurricanes at Mardi Gras in the summer. Just saying. I would... um, all right. Uh, do we have anything else we need to go over about reopening or with funds that's going on yet? We covered a lot. We talked about characters, talked about social distancing, virtual queues, um, rest areas in the park. We talked about the app. Um, a question we'll have a lot of people, especially when it comes to staying hydrated. Um, if you're coming into the park, please make sure you have sealed bottles of water with you. Um, however, same rules applies as they did before. If you go up to a location that has, sells like fountain drinks, they can give you a small cup of water. Um, if you have Coca-Cola Freestyles, uh, depending on the location, someone's either going to fill it for you or fill a cup and give you the cup of soda or they're going to sanitize the coca-cola freestyles after everything so that's something that's going to keep in place um bring your own hand sanitizer um tell all the team members doing an excellent job and smile at them even though you can't see a smile you can definitely feel a smile so you know just go in and have a good time yep it's still uh universal still a great place to go and enjoy um, you know, there are some minor changes at the moment that might not seem as minor, but, you know, when you break it down, um, there's a lot of good happening there and you can still go and have a great vacation um, and experience more woe as you go. Yes, good job. <laughs> uh, yeah, so it definitely um, check into Universal Orlando if you haven't done it yet. Uh, it's great. Have we heard anything about Universal Hollywood yet? I know that California is kind of their so- own creature, but... Anything you can tell us? uh, We actually don't have much information. Um, Like you've just said, California is under different guidelines than Florida is right now. So really all of California is kind of waiting, especially in that Los Angeles kind of central area right there is waiting for things to open back up. So we don't have any news on Universal Studios Hollywood. I do know that we were supposed to open our new attraction at Universal Studios Hollywood, Secret Life of Pets, Off the Leash, and... Mm -hmm it's super cute because you go on the ride and then it uses like facial recognition software to like transform you into like 15 different looking puppies. So (laughs) I just want to see how my face looks like on a puppy. Uh, So that is going to be when we open it, but I do not have an opening date as of yet for Universal Studios Hollywood. I don't think anything attraction wise in California has a date yet. I, I forgot about California. I feel so bad. I, I have friends out there. I haven't checked on them this week. <laughs> but we'll make sure to update everybody once we have word because Universal Studios Hollywood is the original, the OG. Um, it's kind of sad because we opened Universal Studios Hollywood in, um, well, the Ides of March, so March 15th and 1915. So, you know really great to have it it's been over 105 years it's been open and i didn't get to celebrate it because it was closed yeah i was actually out there not too long ago and i, I grew up in california so we used to go down to disneyland and uh, uh universal or like uh, universal hollywood um back in the day um and, and it was fun so it was really cool to go um it was last fall and uh, see how it's changed a little bit and still be able to do 
the tram tour and see the great things that are available there. Um, it's a fun park, very fun park. That's where you can see Jaws. Miss That's him. right, Jaws is still there. Jaws is still there. Jaws is still there. I love when you go in, I think, I went actually in January and I still think my favorite part of the Universal Studios tour is when you, of course, you go into the back lots and there's this little Europe set. And before it was like, oh, and these are where horror movies are filmed. But at the time I went, uh, there was a show called The Good Place. And it was a really great show on NBC. And I was just about to see the finale. And uh, it still had like set pieces up. And it was like so exciting. I'm like, oh my God, I'm like in the show. I'm in the good place. So <laughs> I love that. You never know what you're going to see when you go on that tram tour. My friend does special exactly. effects in Hollywood. And he was like, oh my gosh, that's totally what I worked on, you know. That's a cool thing about Universal Hollywood is there is so much um, production that still happens there uh, that you never know what you're going to see. Um, and I think we pointed out, too, that there was actually a couple of um, television commercials that came back to Universal Orlando recently as well. So good yeah, to we see the production going on there. Yeah, VW in New York. Mm -hmm. um, Volkswagen, they had a commercial there. Sorry, I get excited. <laughs> I, I cut you off. I do apologize. Sorry. I get, I'm like, I have a bit of a talk universal to people. No, it's awesome. Um, yep. I love productions. So what they did was they shut down parts of the park to have mm -hmm. filming. And like, you never know where you could be. You could actually be in a shot. Like every time you step on Universal Park, right, you're like, okay, your photo could be taken for a commercial or whatever. Mm -hmm. So it's super cool. You can actually stop by. Uh, are lost and found and they usually have a list of productions that are happening mm -hmm. so we used to have a lot of wrestling um wrestling was there like a that. lot mm -hmm. yes was the I, uh florida lottery had a game show that filmed there pretty regularly well let's talk about you were back in the day nickelodeon mm -hmm. studios mm -hmm. yep did you do the nickelodeon tour i did not do the nickelodeon tour but i always made it a, a point of my tour to take guests at least into the front lot production area um, where we would walk between the sound stages and uh, see some of the things over there just to give people an idea of what was going on. Um, and so we would run into a lot of people roaming around and doing things over there. Uh, so it was pretty cool. But I didn't get to do the Nickelodeon tour. I, I went on the Nickelodeon tour, but I was not a part of that tour. I was, it was before my time. I would have done anything to do that tour. <laughs> There's some cool things going on. Yeah, the production is great when you get to see, um, you know, camera crews are out and they're actually doing commercials or um, film scenes that are going on. Uh, it's pretty cool. That's my, can I say, we had we filmed a commercial that was played during the Super Bowl. It had Peyton Manning. And uh, I remember standing out front of Rocket and people were like, I can't believe the red's broken. And I'm like, it's a commercial. Like the red's <laughs> not broken. You've got celebrities riding it. Like them down. So like, you're like, oh, it's broken. I'm like, no, there's filming. Like Sharknado came when Sharknado 3 filmed. That was so exciting. But it was like everywhere you went, you were like bumping into another film crew. And I'm like, I'm sorry. They're pretending there's a shark on the loop right now. Like I can't get you on the ride. We'll come <laughs> back in an hour. Nice. They ripped open the globe to go inside. I'm like, that's so cool. <laughs> I, I believe when we were there in uh march you were giving us a tour and you didn't i don't think you knew at the time what was being recorded but you told us that we had to avoid a certain area because it was they were filming at the moment so i mean they're they're just doing it all the time all the time mm -hmm. i love it though i think that's 
so exciting. You know, you see these shows and these movies on TV and, you know, you almost expect them to be always in Hollywood, but Universal Studios Florida is great. It actually has large sound stages. They're interconnected. We're kind of a one-stop shop for filming. We even have uh, Cyclorama, a green screen in our, in the Dave school. We have a school in our front lot. It's our digital animation you know, mm-hmm. school. And so mm-hmm. we film a lot all through. We're great resources. So there might be filming that you don't even see happen, but I think it's exciting. As somebody who loves the movies, I love that I can step somewhere and be a part of where that magic has happened. It, it keeps in tradition of what the theme park was built for, like to, to get guests involved in the movie making process. Absolutely. Yeah. I feel like it just, you guys have stayed true to that and that what separates you from other theme parks. So We did definitely stay true. Universal Studios Florida opened technically in 1989 as a working production studio, opened in 1990 as a theme park. But we, you know, we don't do as much filming as we used to, but we still are very, very in. I think, I think like I said, having the Dave School, having a lot of student projects and then having larger productions come in that want a little bit more quiet area or a little bit easier access. I think it's fantastic. I mean, we had Lavos, which is like the voice, but for Telemundo, that was fantastic. Um, they've come in. We've had a lot of great things happening. I love it. Production's I love, open. I love uh, the tonight show with Jimmy Fallon. <laughs> and so just walking through there, to go to the ride, I was like, I'm in a Tonight Show museum. Like, this is great. And my crew was just, they, they had just left me. <laughs> and they're like, you know, people are passing me and I'm sitting there reading everything on the walls and looking at all the different costumes and stuff hanging up. And they're like, what are, what's taking you so long? It's like, this is the first time I've ridden this. Leave me alone. Like, let me soak it in. And they were just well, like, we're leaving you. So. Well, I'm so glad you said that because a lot of times you're so eager to go on an attraction that you miss the subtlety. So like mm-hmm. when you go into that, I show, of course it looks like um, 30 rock. And it's funny, even the fabric in the elevator, we've had people from 30 rock. They're like, wow, it looks just like the elevator. I'm like, kudos to us. But when you go <laughs> in, you see all of the little, um, what are they called? Little, you know, displays. And they're based off different hosts of the tonight show. And depending on how long they hosted, is the width of the display cases. And you can see, because the Tonight Show's been around for many, many years, you can actually see the TVs transition from host to host. So they get more mm-hmm. and more modern. And then the suit that is in Jimmy Fallon's case um, is actually the suit he wore for the filming of the attraction. So there's a lot of great props even there seeing. Um, it's It really does feel like a production studio, and it does feel like, filming at 30 Rock. Either you're going to talk about the Tonight Show was the first time Tonight Show ever traveled was to Universal Studios. It's always been in the same location set, yep. depending on the coast, but it's first time it traveled to us, and then it they went to the Super Bowl, and then they came back um, to the opening of Diagon Alley, and then they came back for the opening of the ride, so we've actually had the privilege of hosting Tonight Show twice. Best set, best crew, I've ever experienced. They're fantastic. I love the gift shop. Like you can get hashtag stuff. You can get your thank you notes. Like I love the gift shop. There's a basket. There's a basket of puppies. Like every (laughs) time. Yeah, it's a great attraction. 
that's like you're sure I'm gonna, there's a shark and then there's pizza you try to explain it it's, it's funny that a lot of people think that attraction is going to be for for adults that watch the tonight show but i find children love the ride the most think about how a child explains something like there was pizza <laughs> and a shark and there was a, a tunnel to the moon and then there was people and thank you notes and you're like that's that's exactly right you just <laughs> all the main points of the ride yep and you you were just on an episode of the show too because the show is that way mm-hmm. you just it's unpredictable so they did a very good job with that one good job universal <laughs> i really i i that's the thing i once again i love about universal is sometimes we're like yep we're just gonna try something new and i'm like i'm all here for it like a flying theater but you're on a talk <laughs> show i don't yep. pizza i don't get it okay i get it like kudos to yeah. all of our amazing creative team and all of our staff throughout all of our amazing amazing universals across the world like i'm patiently waiting for beijing to open right now mm. um oh osaka is supposed to open reopen shortly too that's exciting very cool i um, i definitely underappreciated universal and that's completely changed now because it's it, it is top-notch as far as your experience the way you guys treat people the deals that you put out for guests it is definitely top-notch so i'm glad yeah i'm glad to hear that i feel like sometimes um a lot of guests you know you kind of get used to the own thing tradition but mm-hmm. a lot of people haven't had a chance to experience universal i've talked to a lot of people i'm like when was the last time you here like uh 1999 and i'm like okay let's okay yeah (laughs) let me let me explain how everything is different um it's a new place so it's nice to hear that universal is funny it's like volcano bay our universal is volcano bay you have to experience it before you realize how amazing it is volcano is the best i'm like no no you have to go (laughs) yeah i've said it before i'll say it again um i am not a huge water park person but volcano bay is amazing and i'm definitely looking forward to um our opportunity to spend the day at volcano bay and really enjoy all that has to offer but with that said um i think that brings us to the end of this episode we're running a little bit long so we apologize about that um but we thank everybody for tuning in and listening in um we hope you'll keep up with us um check in on the next episode we are going to talk um all about Uh, The Wizarding World of Harry Potter and Diagon Alley at Universal Studios Florida. We are going to have our um, resident Harry Potter expert, mouse expert, uh, back with us, Dorothy, in that episode. And uh, we look forward to uh, bringing you some more information about The Wizarding World of Harry Potter and all that Universal Orlando has to offer in our next episodes. Uh, All right. So thanks for joining us. Uh, Remember to subscribe. I hope you guys keep tuning in. And uh, Brian, if they want more information on where to find us, where are they going to find that? Yeah, so, uh, well, if you guys want more information on Gears or Ears, um, you can follow us on Facebook at Gears Podcast, or you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Gears Podcast, or Gears underscore podcast. And Lindsay, again, we just want to thank you for joining us. We want to thank all you guys for listening. Um, if you have questions or comments for us or for Lindsay, drop them in the comment section. We will get to them if we can. If we don't have the answers, we'll reach out to Lindsay. If she's able to provide them, then we will provide them back to you. But um, Lindsay, it's always great talking to you. We really appreciate what you offer us as ears agents 
and just the humor that you bring to your job and your love for Universal. So thank you again for joining us. And and thank you guys for letting me come on and talk with you guys. You guys are you awesome. Are, you are welcome anytime. We, I mean, not just when we're talking about Universal, but that is that. your main. <laughs> so, uh, Lindsay, we leave every every episode with a quote. Um, and normally we would do a Harry Potter or something Universal related when we're doing our Universal series. So, um, if you have one, we would love to hear it. Well, I think a great quote right now um, would be Life Finds a Way um, by Dr. Ian Malcolm in Jurassic Park. Yep. Yes, and he, um, I think he, he probably should say that on all three to five movies. Or <laughs> he, he just keeps popping in the movies too, so Ian finds a way. <laughs> so. <laughs> The whole premise, he's, top, he's like, stop doing it. Everybody's like, no. <laughs> I love the Jurassic movies. So, yeah. So, but again, thank you, Lindsay, for joining us. Yeah. Thank you guys so much. Thanks, everybody. Thank you See guys you for time. listening. Yep. Thank you.